y'all heard? <laughs> One, two, three, hey everybody. Hey everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are perpetually unrelated. <laughs> and this, is a, this is a show that is turning three years old on Tuesday. So it's time for us to admit that we're actually trying to use audio to hypnotize you. What we wanted to do is to use it to get you to call us or reach out in some way, but mm-hmm. we're finding that we didn't do that right. So, In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Also, that means we're out of the terrible twos. Think our podcast sucked? Well, get ready for us to fucking, fucking... <laughs> become a banger what that's not what i meant to say <laughs> and i couldn't oh i meant to say get ready for us to crush it and i couldn't think of it so i said what i said what are threes anyway, what, what are, i don't know the, yeah the something there you go i was gonna say the dirty threes and then i realized dirty doesn't start with a ch you yeah. dumb bitch <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know the thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Also, guys, I don't know if I've told you, but sometimes I listen to our podcast, and Pete is like, "You don't listen to our podcast." <laughs> Pete, a large part of the reason why we don't, I don't listen to our podcast, is because I realize how drunk I sound, baselines, <laughs> and it's upsetting to me. Anyway. Maybe that's why you get in trouble at meetings. Because people are like, she's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And her answers? I mean, she's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Today, there was a... I don't know if I told you, Pete. Holy shit. I'm assuming I told you. Did I tell you about the every Wednesday mandated social time? (laughs) No. That sounds so bad. Forty. This could be my how is my week. We have a 45 minutes uh, every Wednesday at 12 Zoom quote unquote lunch, but basically nobody eats because no one wants to fucking eat in front of everyone else, where we are forced to talk about non-work related things because, as they say, normally we'd be talking to each other in the halls, so we're going to do that every Wednesday. So last week was our first one, and <laughs> and our last. I didn't know I wanted to be so bad. <laughs> uh, someone kept taking screenshots of me because I looked so clocked out because they were talking about somebody getting their car detailed, and that talk conversation was like twenty minutes because they kept talking about like you know that guy Bill. Oh, you got to talk to my guy, Bill. He's a great guy. For some reason, nothing annoys me more than when someone goes like, Oh, you need a guy? Well, I got a guy. Oh, he's a good... And it just annoys me so much. And we were talking about it so long. So apparently I looked like really upset and clocked out. Today, this is, this is not even funny, but just like this is, this is the kind of, uh, this is the kind of things I, I add. Uh, I think I look clocked out all over again. And someone was drawing pictures of various octopi. So you guys are whiteboarding? No, they were just drawing (laughs) pictures while they were talking. No, but like not not so we could all see. But then they're like, oh, I'm drawing a picture. 
And they're like, oh, I drew various octopuses, this kind of octopus and this kind of octopus. And I took off my mute just to go, um, Brian, I think you meant octopi. And then I muted myself <laughs> So this is why. And how did Brian take that? <laughs> Brian knows me. So he, I don't know. He was like, oh, yes, Marissa, thank you. But all the people that generally don't like me probably like me a lot less. <laughs> Um, also guys, I just also wanted to voice this. It's not, it's not a big thing, but it just, it just, I don't want to say the older I get, the less I care. What I just told you, <laughs> I take pride in that. Like, I take pride on how wildly antisocial I seem in a work setting. It's not a thing anyone should take pride in, but boy, do I. Anyway, I feel uh, like I, what? what your, what your employer is missing is that, yeah, you go around and say hello to people and talk about non-work things, but you don't listen to Steve talk for 20 minutes about his car being detailed. Like, everybody isn't forced to do that in the office. You could be like, oh my gosh, I have a text, I have to go. Like, you can come up with stuff to get out of it, but now you're locked in. And they do right? have this one platform, I think it, I feel like it's called, like, Backstage or something, but basically it's built for what your employer wants, and you can, like... It, it, the, it's supposed to replicate like a bar type situation, like an entertainment uh-huh. bar thing where you can move from table to table and, and like set up a table with a few people and start talking to each other. And you actually hear the murmur of the other tables and everything like you would at a bar. And um, I would it seems pretty cool, but it also... At the bar. At the... the <laughs> they would hear it. Uh... Octopi! <laughs> But they also, I think I might have said this on the show, I used to have a boss that would tell jokes and everyone would laugh and I wouldn't. I would make a point not to. And he would blush because he would notice I wasn't laughing. It was so awesome. And I just thrived on that energy. Uh, Anyway, uh, my other point was I've been diagnosed with social anxiety, whatever. I'm sure I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm so dumb socially like that would make sense whatever anyway um my therapist is like oh you know like because doctor's offices are opening again your insurance might not cover like phone telehealth and then we might have to do a video session or you might need to come in so i call my insurance and i found out they're like no no no, we covered all the time so i will gladly speak to my therapist on the phone for the rest of my life because holy shit we tried to do a video once and her looking at me and me (laughs) looking at her i was just like i don't like this this is real weird i don't like this can we never do this again and i'm just like "Mm, as someone who whatever has social issues i should probably push myself to see them no no i I never i never want to see a therapist again never want to see your face the first few times, like, there was too much awkward silence, and my therapist was like, you seem really uncomfortable with silences. And I was like, yeah, they're horrible. They're but so Considering funny. I'm paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's ironic, because I remember I was, I don't know if I use the word ironic, right? So, whatever. Who cares? Uh, but, because uh, I remember I complained about being on a date once and there were silences and the date would always fill the silence by saying something like yep mm, that's awesome yeah. yeah and i was like 
And then, because I'm And then Marissa leans across the table and goes, what's awesome? Yes, because I'm such a fucking bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. So for somebody who hates silences, I sure don't let anyone fill them with nonsense. Okay, I'm so, I'm so mean. I love it. Okay, please tell me about your week, whatever you want to tell. I, I don't. I genuinely do not think that I have anything to talk about this week. I, like, okay. um... I got blood drawn yesterday. Woo! <laughs> That's honestly all I can think of. The biggest and best news that has come to me is that I get to work from home on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, so there's that. <laughs> okay. That's nice. <laughs> My class is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I was like, well, I mean, I got to come in anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. But. But they don't come in, right? Didn't you say they were only coming in once? No, no, no. Um, My boss is in very regularly. I'll say that. No, I meant the kids. Oh, yeah, no, they don't actually show up. Okay, okay. (laughs) But I told them I would be available. Okay. Oh, here's the thing. COVID. Yeah. Gain weight in the middle. I can put my old shirts on. You mean in the middle of your stomach or in the middle of quarantine? In the middle of my stomach. But when I sit down, they do not look good at all. So the next option is you got to go a size up, which now is a 2X. So now when I stand up, I look like I'm wearing a tent. And when I sit down, I don't know. I guess it looks okay. (laughs) Are you wearing your shirts tucked in or out? Out. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, why don't you tuck them in? Well, the reason I don't tuck them in is because then they puff out around the middle anyway. But when you're sitting or when you're standing? When you're standing. And every single time I get up and have to pull up my pants because it's all in the middle. (laughs) Anyway. Um, What was the point I was going to make? Oh. Where moo I had to go out and I had to get shirts that would fit. But I want yeah. these, of course, to be holdover shirts. Yeah. The problem is I have five days a week and I have maybe like eight holdover shirts. So the rotation isn't very robust. And now that I only have to go in for three days, it's uh, like I could space things out a little bit more and really work these shirts a little bit longer. Because <laughs> I've yeah. done nothing to get rid of the weight in the middle. <laughs> oh, kids, Pete. Nobody's, nobody's doing anything to get rid of their weight right now. Right. Come on. Everyone's like a mess. You do you. I can't tell you gained any weight. I mean, I'm not looking. You're not talking to me with the middle of your stomach. But. (laughs) And guys, as I think I've mentioned before, when we do the show, Pete does video. I only do audio. He sees nothing. Last week she did all. She did video. This week she turned on the video and she was like, oh, fuck. I don't want that. And, then she turned it <laughs> and I'm not even like, doing anything weird. Right now I'm just sitting on my couch with the snail file. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't honestly I don't even know why I do that. But um Pete, I wish I wish you luck of finding the correct pants and shirts. Yeah, so um my mom asked what she can get me for Christmas and I said a sewing machine. <laughs> and then I'll be able Wait. to tailor my shirts. <laughs> do you need professional shirts or just shirts? I need, like, shirts to go to work in. 
Oh, okay. Which means you just CBS need a now. T-shirt. Oh, I come a running. <laughs> so yes. Shirts that say everything. <laughs> anyway. Um. Okay. I'm going to give you two options because sometimes you never have an answer or something. That, that sounded mean. Sometimes you don't have an answer, not never. That sounded mean. Uh, so you could choose one of these. Hey, I am not one of your coworkers, Marissa. <laughs> Do not talk to me like that. So you get to choose. This is the okay, – you get to choose whether – because I, I know you don't play video games all the time, but you do play them. Uh, either tell me a video game that you beat that had a very underwhelming ending – or just tell me you've never played a video game that had an underwhelming ending? <laughs> I've played like a... Okay, never mind. Uh, or just tell me a video game that was very important to you and why. I'm not going to do the second one because I feel like you asked that one before and I went yeah, to really like Skater Die 2 was amazing. Um, so I'll go with the first one. Why I mean, did you like, give me such a look? You've never played an underwhelming a game that you no, beat. Because, you're like, what the fuck? Because you were like, you know, and you beat it. And I'm like, yes, I remember one that I beat. And it was amazing. And then you were like, and it was underwhelming. Okay, no, no, I'm sorry. And I'm like, thanks for shitting all over my Let's day, Marissa. Stop that. <laughs> tell me a game you beat. And tell me whether or not the game, the ending was satisfying. There we go. I think uh, when we get down to it, classic Super Mario Brothers... You were like, that's it? <laughs> what, what happens at the end? Spoiler alert. Uh, he finds the princess. But it's like it's almost like the same exact thing that's happened the entire game, except this time it's the princess and it's not Toad. And you're like, that's it? <laughs> There's no, like, sequence of stuff? I don't think so. And if there is, the, it's so old and, like, the graphics are okay. so limited that it's just, like, fireworks outside of the castle or something. I could be oh, wrong, by the way. Oh, I feel like I've seen fireworks outside of the castle. I must have beat that, too. The one, um... One that really meant a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> the ending that was brilliant and fun to watch was... I feel like, um... What do you call this? Like, like the backstage or, you know, like the pieces in between the game? Where you're going from, like, level to level? Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to say it from top to bottom. Super Mario Brothers 2. <sighs> oh, Wonderful. Wow. And it seemed, I never beat it. You beat that? I have to be honest with you. My sister beat it. What did you... What happened at the but end? But we, like, collaborated, maybe? <laughs> okay, okay. What happened at the end? I don't know. I just remember, like, that had, like, so many more colors, and I feel like the graphics were much more, like, defined... The game was so fucking weird compared to the is. other one. It was great, but it was just like so weird. And in Japan, it wasn't released that way. It wasn't released as Mario Two or something like like the sequence in the original Japanese versions made more sense. I think. I think that was like some outlier or something. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah, Got that, that was great. Like thing that's just blowing eggs at you. Wait, was that too? Oh yeah, that, you know, I think it said that it was not a woman. I don't know if it was a man or asexual, but I remember reading about it. <laughs> anyway, One of them has a bow. Let's get off of this, Marissa. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
they all have a bow. Yeah, but I think I read it wasn't a woman. Anyway, I'll fact check myself because uh, I know you're all just <laughs> fucking dying to know. Uh, I beat Doctor Mario, and I also think nothing happened. <laughs> I think you see the little germ things like sit uh, or okay. I either beat Doctor Mario or I fucking imagine this, and it's fantastic that I imagine something so underwhelming. I feel like I beat it, and the, you've played Doctor Mario, right? Yeah. And the and little like, germy things are just like, you know, it made this up. Are just like sitting on a hill with the doctor just watching the clouds fly by as music plays. I think it sounds it. nice. It is like soothing, but you're like, what the fuck? This isn't even an ending sequence, you bitch. Also, I think I beat three, but I have no recollection of what happens. Oh, I also bought uh, Super Mario World with the Yoshi. I also beat that and don't remember what happens. Anyway. See, was it worth all over time? Of what? Investing all that and we don't even remember what happened at the end. Yeah, I know. Okay, can you think of any game with a satisfying ending? I guess that would have been the better question. No? Uh... But then again, I really have a limited number <laughs> of games to work off of. And, and I could only... never, ever, ever get past that part in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles regular Nintendo game where you had to dis, dis, uh, disable all the bombs so that the dam oh. didn't break and drown everybody. I could so never we all get past that. it. I don't remember. <laughs> Ever. Uh, 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 I think I like fighting game endings because they're always so fucking nonsensical. And oh, I know, Busta Busta Groove has good endings because they're so fucking dumb. That's a dancing game, so why is there even a fucking storyline? But every dancer has like this like dumbass rich storyline, so maybe that. But no, most games have really dumb endings. Uh, Speaking of dumb endings, okay. (laughs) I know how to tease. Marissa, every summer that we've done this show, which would be three summers now, I want to cover a specific topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is not being able to recognize people who are wearing sunglasses. She's <laughs> a <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> I just want, before you get in there, I don't know why I worded it like that, I just want you to know that all of my doormen recognize me there was never one time that they didn't. Ever since COVID started, they recognized me with glasses or sunglasses and a face mask. No matter how my hair is styled or how I dress, I don't know how the fuck they do it. Anyway, continue. I might know how they do it. Oh, they have a certain software. Are you going to tell me some secrets, some software, some some power? This year... <laughs> I found that the internet still hasn't admitted to or embraced this topic. Um, And I swear, like, last year, I ended up doing the school surveillance episode that, like, I started with sunglasses (laughs) and ended up in school surveillance. Um, And I thought I did, like, a whole entire episode on this, but I can't find it, so I must not have done it. 
or um, anything that I talk about is just going to be like a an extension off of that. So I'm going to jump around a little bit because you know, like when it comes to podcasts, people really like to listen to the whole thing and like connect the dots and you know find plot points and stuff. So welcome, guys. Uh, we're going to start here, Marissa. Have you mm-hmm. heard of Blue Leaks? No. <laughs> what do you su- suspect that Blue Leaks might be about? Um, information being leaked by cops. Close. Ooh. I was really hoping that you were saying like uh, blue beans or something. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I mean, the obvious that it wasn't was blue pee-pee, but I mean, like, that'd be dumb. Smurf pee, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, The truth is, I hadn't heard of this either, which is kind of crazy when you think about uh, what it is. It refers to 269, yuck, yuck, gigabytes of internal U.S. law enforcement data obtained by the hacker collective Anonymous and released on June 19th, 2020 by activist group Distributed Denial of Secrets. Oh, my God, Marissa, they're coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, yeah. They called this the largest published hack of American law enforcement agencies. The data which is internal intelligence bulletins, emails, and reports, was produced between, so this is like all the information between, August 1996 and June 2020 by more than 200 law enforcement agencies, which provided provided it to fusion centers. And a fusion center (sighs) is a terrible idea. It's where you collect a bunch of information from a bunch of sources, and then you fuse all the information together and try to draw conclusions out of it. That Um, sounds wild. It sounds like a terrible idea because I feel like there's an assumption that every place is the same. Yeah. So anyway, a number of news organizations have used Blue Leaks data to publish stories about law enforcement tactics, including counter-surveillance methods of Black Black Lives Matters protesters. I don't know why that was so hard. A skewed analysis on the Antifa threat to law enforcement and worries about widespread mask wearing during the COVID-19 pandemic foiling facial recognition algorithms. And this is how I went from Googling sunglasses face blindness (laughs) to getting to that. (laughs) Are you sad that you didn't just get information on what you really wanted? Yes, I feel like as I texted you today, I I felt like you last week. You really wanted to get one thing, but you ended up in and you were like, yeah, fine, I'll do that. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um... I want to warn everybody that I am going to make some, like, leaps in logic this episode. <laughs> Just so as you know. All right. From a CNN report, uh, when tasked with matching a picture of a person wearing a digitally added face mask to a different photo of the person without one, the most accurate facial recognition algorithms fail to make a correct match between 5 and 50% of the time. Generally speaking, most of the algorithms tested failed between 20 and 50%. Oh, okay. According to CNN Business. Wow. Um, This highlights the unique challenge the tech industry is already working to confront as the pandemic continues. While the technology is controversial, with a number of companies recently rethinking providing this technology to law enforcement, 
asterisk. <laughs> it is used in a range of products and services, from using your face to unlock your smartphone to passing through a security checkpoint. You dumb pe- Oh, I'm sorry. Do you use your face to unlock your smartphone? No, I turned it on, and I was like, this is kind of neat. And then I was like, I'm just going to turn it off, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's see you dumb bitches. Like, how would you not see that as something that's going to be problematic down the line? Really? But yeah, and I need to stop calling people dumb bitches. Theoretically, you could just pull down your damn mask when you want to open your phone. Or, on mine anyway, you could punch in a code. Like, if if you, you know, got hit in the face with a ton of bricks and you couldn't open your <laughs> phone, <laughs> then you would just punch in a code instead. Anyway, guys, let's not get into the nitty-gritty details because, Lord knows, we don't have the time for that. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the asterisk is... Feel like I talked about this before. This is what this is the part that sounds familiar. Amazon made their facial recognition platform available to law enforcement yeah, for no good. money, and it's kind of like if you think about it, it's kind of like Facebook because like Facebook is free, but they make so much money off of the data that you provide to Facebook. Similarly, it's free to cops, but they're also sucking in so much data. And to to make the program better, <laughs> and yeah, you know, like what is the trade off there? Why? What do they gain from making it available for free? Huh. Okay. Something to think about. Did you just change your voice like weird? A little bit. The Intercept <laughs> <laughs> has a more substantial dig into the Blue Leaks data and the link to face masks. Uh, also, like Marissa last week. <laughs> This is all direct <laughs> copy baits. <laughs> <laughs> a Homeland Security Intelligence note dated May 22nd expresses the law enforcement anxiety. Uh, a public health, as public health wisdom, clashes with the prerogatives of local and federal police who increasingly rely on artificial intelligence tools. It examines the potential impacts that widespread use of protective masks could have on security operations that incorporate face recognition systems, such as video cameras, image processing hardware and software, and image recognition algorithms to monitor public spaces uh, during the COVID-19 public health emergency and the months after the pandemic subsides. So, you know what? I'm just going to give you the next part because they lay it out pretty quickly. Okay. (laughs) The bulletin fixates on a strange scenario. Okay. Quote, we assess that violent extremists and other criminals who have historically maintained an interest in avoiding face detection are likely to opportunistically seize upon the public safety measures recommending the wearing of face masks to hinder the effectiveness of face recognition systems in public spaces by security partners. The notice concedes that, quote, while we have no specific information that violent extremists or criminals in the United States are using protective face coverings to conduct attacks, some of these entities have previously expressed an interest in avoiding face face recognition and promulgated simple instructions uh, to, yeah, I guess, given out simple instructions to conceal one's identity. This is all about Antifa, right? Both prior and during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, This claim is supported by a single reference to a member of an unnamed white supremacist extremist 
online forum <laughs> who suggested attacks on critical infrastructures uh, while wearing a breathing mask to hide a perpetrator's identity. The oh only my evidence. God, this is so fucking. I don't. Every, I'm, this is an aggravating topic. Continue. The only other evidence given is internet chatter from before the pandemic. So, this person, go <laughs> like, if you're gonna, it's a good idea to like bring a face mask anyway. If you're gonna attack some place. Yeah. And this particular person is talking about. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Haven't bank robbers and people committing crimes? always had it in their mind to cover their faces? Why is this like a new thing that police are thinking like, oh, suddenly it's an epidemic. People want to cover their faces. Remember, um... You're going to have to help me on this one, Marissa. The the Wall Street protests? Yeah, well, I almost... Oh my god, I almost said Wolf on Wall Street. Yes, Occupy yes. <laughs> Occupy, thank you. Yeah. So, during Occupy Wall Street, uh, it was a common practice amongst people to wear the Guy Fox masks. Um, but, <laughs> the city of New York dug up a law that said people, no, like two people are not allowed to wear a mask together unless it's a masquerade. <laughs> And so, but they used it to arrest and, and, you know, give people a hard time. I'm sure it didn't stand up in court or anything like that, but, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not allowed to wear a mask at the same time, or they're not allowed to wear the same mask at the same time? Two people are not allowed to get together and wear a mask, (laughs) like separate masks, um, whether they're the same or different, unless they are at a masquerade, a public outdoor masquerade. (laughs) I mean, first of all, how are you going to prove that they're not? <laughs> I'm on my way to one right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, I feel like that's one, one man's masquerade is another man's, you know. Also, um, oh, I just, I don't know, this is beautiful. Yo, you want to get together and, like, wear some masks and some shit? Like, Ooh, what do dude, we- we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Oh, fuck, man. Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Something about this is, like, hilarious to me, but continue. It just, it just seems like, I don't know, something about this feels like a group of parents who read on CNN <laughs> that, like, there's a murder game happening on TikTok. Like, like, it just reminds me of, like, a parent who hears a hoax and tells everyone, and, like, all the cops are going, like, yo, you are that people are, are are getting together and wearing masks. Like, it just sounds so <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay, the, sorry. Um, but at the same time, if I was outside of a bank and I saw, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln, Ronald Reagan, and George Washington go in, I'd yeah. be like, they're wearing masks and this is a robbery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually not saying that this is not valid to, like, no, have yeah. that... But but I'm just saying there is literally not one single thing new about this. <laughs> the bulletin also reflects a broader surveillance angst. I love the language they use for this. Um, facial recognition systems likely to be less effective as widespread wear of face coverings for public safety purposes continue. Even if Homeland Security seems focused on hypothetical instances of violent crimes 
and terrorists dur- using, clo- using cloth masks to dodge smart cameras, the new public health status quo represents a clear threat to algorithmic policing. Algorithmic policing is a term, guys. <laughs> that's one big problem I have with this. I mean, yeah, I'm not really that surprised, but yeah. Quote, we assess face recognition systems used to support security operations in public spaces will be less effective, while widespread public use of face masks, including partial and full face covering, is practiced by the public to limit uh, the spread of COVID-19. So I'm sorry, are you just giving information or is somebody with actual power or in the in some sort of like police force saying that masks are a problem because of this? This is a good question because um, I didn't put this part in, but basically these fusion centers would generate bulletins of of like trends, I guess, of things that could happen, things to be on the lookout for. Like, if they got word that 700 pounds of cocaine, you know, like, got into America and they don't know where it is, they might send out a bulletin to be like, hey, you know what? Uh, (laughs) Maybe keep an eye out in your community for one of the 700 pounds of cocaine to show up. Um, You know, something like that. So while I respect the algorithmic policing... Trying to anticipate, trying to anticipate what might happen. I think there's a little bit more to be said for it plants the seeds of fear and paranoia before an incident actually takes place. I mean, Uh, it also this is horrible. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) even after mandatory masks are lifted, the bulletin frets. The newly that epidem- is the bulletin, um, <laughs> like, a, like a sentient being. Like I don't. Is it's it about alive? like a sixteen-year-old guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like who's like a little awkward in social situations. Oh yeah, I get it. The newly epidemiologically aware American public is likely to keep wearing masks, which would continue the impact which would continue to impact the effectiveness of face recognition systems. <gasps> now. Um, I don't, I mean, okay. Since COVID, like, shit has happened, and right before COVID, shit has happened, but, like, I can't think of one, like, besides protests and, like, I, I'm not, and, and, like, standoffs with the police and, like, um, uh, property being messed up, which which is, is still criminal, but, like, I don't recall, like, some, like, heinous act of, like, murder or, like, homicide or anything like that or, like, gun violence of note with someone wearing a mask. Do you? Right. In fact, it seems like making people stay home has prevented a lot of teens from shooting up schools. And I think that's probably a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, like, uh, I don't know. This seems like misplaced fear. You might also be thinking, fellow listener, that's right, I'm listening too. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, You might be like, Pete, I think you're overblowing things. How much do these people really depend on artificial intelligence? So I found a May 2020 uh, government tech site called GCN, which sort of discusses trends in, you know, basically they were publishing a summary of a report from the Government Accountability Office. This website talks about 
trends in security, like in government security. Um, but the Government Accountability Office is actually a real office with a very poorly designed, like, website sort of look. I didn't love it. And um, they included this list of the ways that people use biometrics or artificial intelligence or algorithms to police. Fingerprint analysis, duh, uh, can quickly compare latent prints left at a crime scene with those in the FBI's database of known persons. Okay. You have to get arrested, right? And then they put it in the database. Um, Facial recognition algorithms can flag a subset of photos from a gallery as a starting point for trained examiners to follow up. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Using probabilistic genotyping software, PGS, investigators can compare genetic profiles from persons of interest. I don't really, I don't know. Can you say that dumber? Like DNA tests. Okay. No, what is it about probable whatever? Probabilistic genotyping. What does that mean? Probable. Which means like you're probably, (laughs) like the probability of it, you know, uh, the probability of like you and I being related would be, as we know from the beginning of this show, zero. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, but like if my cousin committed a crime, uh, they might come to me because my profile might fit, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. So some agencies also use iris voice and handwriting recognition algorithms and others are developing algorithms that you can use to analyze a person's walking gait, tattoos, and even peptides. I mean, this just seems you could change it. I don't know, whatever. Which means, guys, listen. If you're going to commit any crimes soon, and please don't make them violent, but if you are going to commit any crime soon, you you need to wear a COVID safe mask. You need to create a funky walk so that people can't detect you afterwards. Don't use your regular walk for the robbery and then do a funky walk for the rest of your life. That's not gonna, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, cover your tattoos. Cover your eyes. <laughs> Don't commit crimes. Okay. Uh, to make matters worse, Marissa, a 2018 study by MIT found that while determining gender using three different facial recognition programs, the error rate for light-skinned men was 0.8%, while darker-skinned women were misgendered uh, 20 to 34% of the time. Great. Existing facial recognition products work well on, quote, pale males. Oh, great. Because the algorithms were supplied data sets of majority white men, reflective of the tech industry itself. What is nothing about this is surprising? An MIT and Stanford University study found that a widely used training set was more than 77% men and 83% white people. Oh, my God. So how do you fix this, Marissa? You Oh, never mind. Just, just never mind. You would theoretically provide more sample photos of people of color to yeah, improve the software. Theoretically, Pete. <laughs> we know that's not happening. Um, this software though aids an organization that has come across as pretty untrustworthy <laughs> historically. 
So uh, yeah. how would you get people to willingly give their photos? Well, one way you can do that is when you take away their rights and you arrest them, put them in jail, that sort of thing. But then all the faces that you're scanning are criminals, and then the software learns that dark skin equals criminal, oh, and then you're kind of like... <laughs> so let's just scrap facial recognition. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things happening with Black Lives Matter that when I see them, and I know, Marissa, you feel the same way, I just, like, a, a whole sense of hopelessness just comes over me. And it's like, yeah. nothing is going to, like, make this better. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, the whole floor drops out from under you, and you're just like... And a number of the things that I see are when innocent people are sort of, like, stopped on the street by cops, and they say you look like a suspect, and they pat you down, and they give you a hard time, and even though you're, you you know, you're released at the end, you still have to, like, be a person that everybody is watching this happen to. Like, it's humiliating. And I know that humiliating, it doesn't, like, you, a person being humiliated is not as valuable as catching the suspect. I understand that. But it is still humiliating and when you are systematically humiliated over and over again it's no wonder that you get kind of pissed off at the people yeah. who keep doing it <laughs> yeah anyway um the the best response um that we see like okay so in the one example it was like this would limit a subset of photos that a human being would check up with Except, again, from all those videos that I see online of people pulling over or, like, stopping innocent people because they think they're a suspect in a crime, like, it doesn't seem like human beings have a great hit rate either. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, people bring bias, opinions, experiences, all these things to the table. So, I don't know what the right answer is, but consider this. There is none, Pete. There is none. In San Francisco... Although black people accounted for less than 15% of all stops in 2015, they accounted for over 42% of all non-consent searches following stops. This yeah. proved um, of all people searched without consent, black and Hispanic people had the lowest hit rates, i.e. the lowest rate of contraband recovered. In 2015, oh, wow. whites searched without consent were found to be carrying contraband and nearly two at nearly two times the rate. Uh, as blacks who were searched without consent. There wow, were seven more instances from different communities around the country that had just as troubling or more troubling stats. This is from a piece in Vanity Fair that begins, As the nation reels from a series of high-profile fatal shootings of black men by police officers, many have just Many have decried, excuse me, the lack of readily available data on how racial bias factors into American policing. Mm -hmm. And this article is quite unfortunately from 2016. Ay. So this is, if you haven't connected the dots and you've been like, Pete, I was waiting for you to make your leap in logic. Well, <laughs> here it is, guys. This is how the singularity will kill you. Oh my God, I thought you were going to what it's doing is it's using data to make us kill each other <laughs> yep guys the singularity whatever whatever 
It's always bad. With any luck, because of climate change, the world will be on fire by the time we kill each other <laughs> because of, of bad intelligence. Ugh, and by any luck, I won't be here anymore. But think about your life. Think about, like, a thing that is supposed to make your life easier and simpler and how you sometimes become so dependent on that thing to a point that when it breaks, you're sort of, like, left in panic and feeling paralyzed because you don't have it anymore. I fucking hate the internet and I wish it never happened. If your business's email server goes down for an hour... Like, people lose their minds because it's like, I'm missing things. I should be sending things. What's happening? <laughs> At Marissa's job, if her blog goes down. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, like, if I go to call somebody and it says, could not connect, I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and also when social media sites become available, it always becomes like, a big thing to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So think about a justice system that is just as reliant on technology and then don't sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Absolutely yeah. bullshit. Woo! So going back a long way, and I have absolutely nothing to prove this, I think that what is... My favorite kind of statement. <laughs> what is fueling the concern about all these different, you know, technologies and how they're being compromised and stuff like that, to me it seems like the stakeholders would be the people who are responsible for the technology, the people who are profiting off of it. One and, um, and I also, you know, like you hear a lot, cases where someone, you know, goes into the private sector for security because they get paid a lot more money. And, you know, you just think about the way that the world works. Are these people, you know, influencing those on the inside, what have you? Um, I just know that the ACLU is like, get your damn facial recognition shit out of my face. Um, and I think that's sort of like an interesting place to go. I don't want to be part of a facial recognition system that can spot me anywhere, but I am, because I had to get a Pennsylvania license with a star on it or some horse shit. <laughs> Oh, and so, I still don't have mine. Fuck. The real ID, that's what it's called. Yeah. And um, and just because I don't want to be part of a database like that... Guys, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it, it doesn't mean I'm a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what the uh, answer what is here, guys. They would be like, if you have nothing to hide, you'd love it. Yeah. Following the logic of one of my ex-girlfriends. If you're not cheating, then why don't you just... I don't remember. Oh, if you're not cheating, then why do you feel bad about, like, me telling you that you're a cheater all the time? What the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> I... Yep. Any thoughts, Marissa? I mean, on that, or on... No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I've heard your thoughts on that. that. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting. It's all upsetting. I hate it all. I still feel like it just makes cops and everyone like involved with like data shit just like a bunch of morons, just like a bunch of like old people who are afraid of everything and like don't like just don't realize how foolish they sound and how afraid what? they are. Um, and what yeah, computers are gonna destroy all of our lives. 
an interesting piece that I read was from the UK, and it was about how police thought that they should not accept facial recognition technology because it's too biased. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, um, and when you think about it, right, like, this is the... This is the problem with data. The data that you have is always telling you stuff that happened already. Yeah. So you, you can't come up with... So you use that data to try to predict what's going to happen next, but anybody with a brain is not going to do what they did before. They're going to do something different. So, you know, there is sort of like a never-ending cycle, and it does seem like a perpetually, you know... I don't want to say failing, but like... No, you don't say failing. Effort. Well, of course. <laughs> plugs so you got anything to plug oh oops i forgot about that um you go first i wanted to tell everybody as i already told my friend marissa about servant on apple tv now you're like pete that came out last uh november <laughs> and i know but you know what i just found download links for it this weekend <laughs> um i have to say that i loved it I loved yeah. it because it was spooky. Um, I loved it because, as we've talked about on this show before, I love things where um, inanimate objects like a baby... Actually, you know what? Just dolls in general. I like a movie where a doll is alive and then not alive. And I'm not talking about, like, child's play. I'm talking about, like, the boy. I'm talking about one of my favorites, Love Object. I'm talking about mm. Servant on Apple TV. And... It reminds me a little bit of the last M. Night Shyamalan TV project, Wayward Pines, which... Oh, I didn't know I was, that was his. I was... He was... Yeah, he's an executive producer on this and, and that. He did direct uh, some of Servant, too. But um, the first season, I was shocked and appalled when they actually delivered on an explanation of what was happening in Wayward Pines, because I expected them to just not do that. And that's what happens in Servant. Oh. <laughs> they do not explain anything <laughs> oh about what's weird they definitely okay. explain like the backstory of all the characters but it's almost like it's all leading up to the climax and then it's over <laughs> oh and then you're like what the hell do you think i'll like it they did order a season two and so there is going to be some some semblance of a resolution coming oh. it's just very interesting that they're saving it for season two yeah yeah anyway <laughs> Um, well, you think I'd in, like it? You said I can handle it, but would I like it? You think? I uh, if you weren't bored, it's it, it's slow and it's uh, spooky, and I really like. Gotta is be it honest, spooky? As much as I don't like M Night Shyamalan like uh, twist type movies, um, he's really good behind the camera. Like there's I no if sands or buts about that. Twists. <laughs> oh so, my god! I want to marry them. What? <laughs> And the other one is that probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie to watch again and again is Devil. The Happening? Oh. <laughs> no. No <laughs> one's is The Happening. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, to be funny. No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to plug about it is Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under is the female lead. And she is great. Like, sometimes she's just emotionally over the top. 
Sometimes she's really, really annoying. All this stuff, like, it's it's perfect. Um, and also, <laughs> as I said to Marissa, the conceit that these people exist in Philadelphia is also a very fun aspect of the show because <laughs> he is a gastro chef and she is a TV reporter and they are both <laughs> married and they have a baby and then they hire a nanny and the baby's a doll. You know, this all happens in the first episode. Okay. Marissa. Uh, okay. Have, uh, you probably don't know what this is. Because you don't have Disney Plus, right? Right. Also, you're an adult man. And <laughs> I... Thank you. <laughs> years ago, I saw a commercial for this when I had cable. And I was like, oh, yeah. I knew that it wasn't for me, but I was like, this is cool. But then I didn't have cable anymore. So I erased it from my mind. And then my brother was like, I think you'd like this movie. And um, I have Disney Plus now, and I finally got to see Descendants. Do you know what that is? (laughs) My nephew loved it when it came out. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so... There's like... Guys, this is what I remember about about Descendants. First, it's not the George Clooney movie. No. Second... Um, the the heroes uh, look like they're based on seasons. <laughs> so there's a fall, winter, summer, no! <laughs> and spring heroes. Um, they all come from nature, and there is no bad about? guy. <laughs> okay, if you don't know what Descendants is, this is like it has all the fairy tale Disney Disney people, and the conceit is that. Um, Beauty and the Beast, or, you know, the prince, they are the, I don't know, king of the world. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and they, they banish all of the the um, villains to an island that they can't escape, um, which is really depressing because then their children also can't escape that island. <laughs> um, so then in the, the, the anti-heroes of this movie are the children of Jafar from Aladdin, Cruella DeVille, the evil queen of Maleficent. And um, they're not based on the seasons. What the hell are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> and um, I watched two movies in a row. There are only three because, sadly, one of the main actors died of a seizure. Uh, I would have binged all three. <laughs> I have no idea what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) Um, And uh, I wanted to binge the third one, but I love this fucking movie. First of all, everybody, I know you have the time right now, so just do it, okay? Google Descendants. When you see the cover, just recognize that this is made for Marissa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but also, it's also made for, like, 12-year-old Marissa, but, oh, 34-year-old Marissa. I have, I listen to the songs from the soundtrack almost every day. My favorite song being the song called Chillin' Like a Villain. Anyway, uh, what I was going to say is, I, there's a third movie, the last one, and I haven't watched it because I'm going to be so depressed when it ends. Okay, Rise of the Guardians is what I was thinking of. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that is. It's clearly inferior to the Descendants. Uh, so, guys, it's a movie for children. If you have children, watch it. It makes you feel less weird. If you don't have children, 
Watch it anyway. Oh, my God. I love the movie so much. Speaking of things for children, I heard a fantastic testimonial of the Boss Baby interactive movie on Netflix, and I'm going to give that a shot when I have the time. Pete, what the fuck are you talking about? I know what you're talking about, but, like, maybe me and you are spending too much time apart. Because, like, you're getting into birds and I'm becoming cottagecore. So, you know what? Julie Klausner's getting into birds now. Uh, oh, by the way, I know that you love How Did This Get Made. I just started listening to How Did This Get Played, which is How Did This Get Made for Video Games. Very fun. That's my I believe quote. the day this episode comes out, Marissa, they're going to be doing the Velocipaster, which you plugged ages ago, having not seen it in any way whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I'll never watch that movie for the rest <laughs> of my life. But I will listen to the How Did This Get Made. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I have read all the Wikipedia I also, there was another movie I read. Oh, I read the synopsis of of Bride of Chucky the other night. That's what I do, guys. I, I don't know don't... why you couldn't watch that. What? I don't know why you couldn't watch that you one. Shut up. <laughs> Are you joking? No. There are people die in gross ways. I don't remember it being terribly graphic. Guys, if you don't know again, I will not watch a gory movie. I will also not even watch, like, a camp gory movie. For some reason, sometimes that bothers me even more. But I will read the shit out of a Wikipedia entry talking about all the heinous ways people die. Not for that, but I'm just saying, like, I can read about it. I just can't watch it. Um, Two people made a whole podcast based around this, Marissa. It's called Ruined. Have you heard commercials for it? No, what's that? It's uh, one person who loves to watch horror movies and the other person who's too scared to watch horror movies but always wants to know what happens in them. Oh, that's fun! And they... They get together and, uh, yeah, it's like, what do you think happens next? And then the person sort of like who can't watch them pitches what she thinks is going to happen. And, yeah, that sounds very fun. fun. Uh, also, just uh, this is a PSA to anyone who knows me. Um, <laughs> stop thinking. I, w- I mean, I just said it, but I just feel like you need to say it again. Stop thinking I want to watch a gory movie. No. I, all of the Michaels, you know this. I don't even have to tell you this. So I'm not speaking to like our loyal listeners. But holy shit, everyone thinks they know me. They're like, oh my god, you gotta watch The Boys. Oh, you're gonna love it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I know about some of the stuff that happens. They're like, no, no, no you're gonna love it anyway. I'm like, <laughs> no. And then they're like, oh, you gotta watch Lovecraft Country. Thank God. My brother and Peter are the only people I trust. My brother. See, like I was on a group chat and they were all like oh you gotta watch and I was like maybe then my brother secretly texts me like don't watch it you're not gonna like it like I don't wanna watch gore when I watched the strangers in the movie theater I was like why did I do this the same thing happened when I watched plan 9 I think, I think I'd like to remind everybody by the way there's no gore in the strangers <laughs> oh I'm sorry yeah no, I it's a, it's a terrifying movie yeah. Atmospherically. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when they all get stabbed at the end. Doesn't the one guy get shot in the face? Hey, maybe. Yeah, I think the friend gets shot in the face. See, Pete. I'm listening. What friend? The Okay, in The Strangers, their one friend comes looking for them, and she thinks it's a bad person, or he thinks it's a bad person, and he shoots him in the face. Okay. I mean, I closed my eyes, but I felt like you probably saw Rest it. Rest in peace, Scott Speedman. He's not dead, but, like, where is he? <laughs> in, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> probably the worst experience of my life was when I went to go see 
What? Oh, Grindhouse. Was I with you? No. I don't know who the fuck made me go to that movie, but I think they're the worst person in the fucking world. <laughs> anyway, like, that was, like, my nightmare movie. I, like, wanted to die over and over again. But anyway, just PSA if you're my friend and you're like, oh, she's going to love this movie. Even though there's gore, erase that from your mind. There's no asterisk even though there's gore. I just won't like it. Just, just stop. <laughs> anyway, there have been a few exceptions. But they're Frank. always by mistake, and I'm like, oh, I liked it even though. I never want to, like, I never want to enter into a movie like that. This is, I'm someone who I just remembered that I willingly barred myself from rated R movies until I was, like, 20 by choice, not because my parents made <laughs> I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> anyway. Oh, by the way, I said that with disdain, not like, oh, I'm such a fucking nerd. Like, I was like, oh, God, I'm such a fucking nerd. There's a difference between the two, I hope you realize. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Close the 570 one. I missed you guys. That's why I'm talking so much. I haven't talked to anyone in, like, a <laughs> week. God. Uh, so I did but, my DMs at Riz Vandal. What? A while ago. We had a wonderful conversation with Patreon supporter Mike Dominic. Thank you, Mike. And Patreon supporters can now hear that conversation, uh, part one, I suppose, of that conversation, uh, out on the Patreon website now. It's about 40-some-odd minutes, and it's very fun. And, Marissa, I hope you use my login and password to, you know, listen to no, it I'm and going remember to. what happened. It was fun. <laughs> All I can remember is that Mike, Mike Dominic, I love you, but... I don't know. I kind of remember that you like some genre of show that makes no sense. <laughs> that I was like, who does this exist for or something? It's in my queue, Mike, but I have a lot of things to catch up on. <laughs> I I actually, what, yeah, what, what was the show he watches? You're going to have to check on okay. Patreon to find out. <laughs> without without looking it up or, 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 or be, 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 without watching it, I mean, listening to it. I feel like Mike said, like, I like a show where someone comes home, says, oh, work was hard, and then eats a bowl of ramen, and that's the show. And you're like, oh, like mukbang? Yeah. And he's like, no. No, because there's not a social angle to it. I was like, what? what? So, yeah, you know what? I think that's awesome. I love, I feel like very little things, like, just blow my mind. And I How love How long have you been friends with Mike? Oh, since college, so at least at least oh, more seventy than 10 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? No, and you just discovered this about him. So you see, that's the thing. At y'all heard, we are on a constant path to discovery, trying to, you know, just peel back the layers. Why are you of... doing this at the end? <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>